Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
for your tablet. Um, Tim Cook showed it off yesterday. Everybody's going crazy over here in this heat wave. We love it. It's almost like carrying a small um, uh, TV set, but kind of thin. <laughs> but, you know, you can get a lot done with it. It has more memory now. Um, it's a faster processor. And we're going to see what happens with that. And also, I'm still um, liking their new uh, – you, you told me the other day, well, the iPhone 6 was kind of uh, bigger. Yes, it is, but it's faster, and it has a better camera and a better processor. So I'm looking in on trying to trade up to that. And um, it's only a few changes from my 6 Plus, but I'm interested. So I'm just going to – we're going to wait to see what happens with that. Um, the last thing is the Apple – Beautiful TV streaming media device. Uh, they added a remote control. I, I've checked it out. Um, you can play video games and stuff. It's kind of like uh, it's like having your own. It's like a new uh, type of digital VCR beta machine, you know. Um, but you can hook it to uh, the internet, and um, I'm really liking that. I'm going to see what they do. And they did a two-hour presentation in San Francisco, uh, and. Um, it was it was just wonderful um, out here. Um, Apple is really really leading the way for future com competition. So we're going to see what happens with um, with this iPad Pro. It's really clear now, and I think that's going to really take them to the next level. Um, so so um, you know I, I'm just letting you guys know out there. You know, beware of Apple and um, check out these new products. Um, some of the other news, um, Gail, um, as you know. Um, Two of my favorite entertainers, they're getting kicked out of their home, um, um, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> um, they're getting kicked out of their home in L.A. You know, they, 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 have, uh, they have this big Bel Air home in Beverly Hills, and there's another buyer who's dropping $35 million on the home. And um, so now they're after a new place. So um, – Hopefully, Jay-Z and Beyonce will get that together. They'll find them a new place. And um, it's a lot of homes in Beverly Hills you can buy. So they're going to be house hunting and, uh, for the next uh, weeks or so. And hopefully, they'll find a good home. Um, very expensive housing out here, Gail, in, in, in California. Everything is triple of what it was three years ago. So if you bought a $200,000 house here a couple of years ago, now it's worth six hundred. Six fifty, so it's very expensive to buy a home out in California. So uh, I hope I'm pretty sure they have deep pockets between Jay Z and Beyonce. I'm pretty sure they'll find a beautiful home, and um, they how about for their you know their their kids and stuff? They need a beautiful place for them. So that's part of the news, uh, Gail. That's the news for now for today. Before you go, one last thing, and then we bring them on. Um. What do you think about the Lenovo, the new Lenovo Flabbit against the new iPhone, the, the new uh, Apple iPhone? Um, well, um, I say, I don't really say I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm an Apple fan, so it's uh, I can't really say. Uh, I think the iPhone has a better OS system. You know, anytime you think about. I don't know if they're using Android on the Lenovo, but um, anytime I put their operating system up against Android, Apple wins hands down. Uh, the only reason because Apple makes sure that all the third-party developers, they all have to get certified 
So therefore, you can't have a product on an Apple phone or Apple device without certification. Whereas when you're dealing with Android or in, uh, Microsoft products or any other products, a lot of times they allow third-party companies to write code without actually checking them out. So you don't know if this stuff is going to work all the way. You're not sure. Um, don't get me wrong, you I love them. I love the Lenovo stuff. I love the Samsung stuff. But I'm very, very – the operating system has a lot to do with these uh, products. Because, you know, Gail, pretty much they're all the same. And what makes them different is the OS. Okay, got it. Well, listen, Jay, we could go on and on about this, and you know that. But we have to bring on our guests because I'm so psyched for this, okay? Are you mm-hmm. ready, Jay, for our guests? Hannah Albert and Eric? Yes, I am. Okay. Hannah and Eric, how are you both? Hey, I'm, I'm good. good. How are you? <laughs> I am so happy. Anna, we are super excited to have you and your dad on today. Like, this is just, like, cream of the crop for us today. We love the kids. <laughs> well, I- well, I, I think I think Jay's a really tough act to uh, follow. So you know what? It was awesome to uh, to hear his voice again. That's for sure. Thanks. Oh, not mine. <laughs> Thank you, you. As well, Eric. You didn't Pardon want to hear me? my voice. Too? You didn't want to hear my voice. Oh too, yeah. Eric? Well, I, you know what? I I I listen to you all the time. So you know what? It, it, it's almost like t- like taking your daily vitamin, and then. <laughs> And then he's just kind of like, you know, whipped cream and cherry on a Sunday sometimes. Okay, Eric, I I'm gonna let you out I'm gonna let you out of that one, okay? Just <laughs> for that one we're gonna give you a tough question. You think we should give him a tough question, Hannah? What do you think? I think that you should. Yeah, as long as it's not math. Okay. So we're gonna get right on your side, Eric. Oh, see now you, you okay, you know, all right, we'll get you for that. I got you got me, Eric. <laughs> I'm on Hannah's side, so the girls against the guys today. So you Yay. know, um, ha- Hannah and Jay, um, I'm sorry, Hannah and Eric. You know, I hope you don't mind. We're going to get right into the show. If you would not oh, mind a- answering, you know, according to the questions we ask, because you know, Hannah, we don't, and Eric, we don't want all the goodies to get out before the, you know, the next question, because we may have that already. Is that okay with you guys? Absolutely. Hannah, I have to ask you, first of all, how are you today? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm awesome, too. So, you know, we see that you wear several hats, so we're going to try to get them all. We're going to start with the first hat. You are 12 years old and have an amazing blog, okay? Mm-hmm. How did you start this blog? you got to tell us. Just tell you how, how you started, because Jay has another question for the rest of it. But we want to know how you started it. So I I went to an event um, in Philadelphia with my family, and it was all about families and social media and just how to be safe on the Internet. And there was a workshop for a blog, and I didn't really really think about it. I kind of just went to the workshop, and I created it. But when I got home, um, my parents and I talked about what, we what I what I should write about, and they didn't really want me to write about entertainment because well my dad covered that, um, but they wanted me to write about something I was passionate about, and I love animals. You know I have a dog. I go to the Toronto Zoo a lot, and 
I realized that animals rely on the environment and that they rely on us to help the environment. And I think I just, I saw that we were destroying our the environment and we're destroying their habitat. So I thought that I could help and do little things to make a difference. Wow, that's wonderful, Hannah. Well, Hannah, I have a question for you. Hannah, what do you really love about blogging? I think I really love that blogging is so much different from speaking or a lot of other um, talents because it 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 reaches people that live in different cities, provinces, and countries, and that's pretty special. You know, when you have a blog or when you have a social media account, you don't need to actually go to that place so that people can see it. You you can communicate through blogging and through social media, and I think that's really cool that someone all across the world can listen to your voice and what you're saying with you not actually have to be um, having to be phys- um, physically there. And, you know, it's good because you find your community and you find your tribe. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Are you sure you're only 12, Hannah? I think so. I, 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 I can actually, yeah, I can actually vote for for that one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Eric. Because I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, Hannah, I hear you really care about the environment. Can you tell us some of the things you're doing for the environment? Well, I've been passionate about the environment since I was nine when I started my blog, and my motto is little things adding up to make a difference, and that you can use your voice to help the environment and a bunch of different issues. And one, um, some of the things that you can do to help the environment is carpooling or walking instead of, in, instead of, uh, instead of driving, which is such an easy way, which is such an easy solu- solution. Um, there's a, I, when I was 10, I did a shoreline cleanup where you and your friends go to a place in your neighborhood that might be um, filled with trash or there might be trash and you go and pick it up. So I did that and that really helps and it makes you feel really good after you do it. And remember the three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle. They, they help in so many ways. And they also they get you aware of what of what else you can be doing, and you know save energy, conserve energy, just little things like that. Oh wow, that's interesting. wow, that's great. I just Hannah, I hear you are an activist. What other areas are you into besides the environment? Um. Well, my current my um issues that I've been passionate about before have been education. Um, and and um, Malala because she's such a big um, inspiration to me. I think that um, also my current passion and issue, I guess, is kindness and compassion because I feel like that just brightening someone you can brighten brighten someone's day through kindness, and that can make someone's day, week, um, and year or life, so I think that's really special. And also anti-bullying is a huge issue for me. Um, I'm an ambassador for an organization called Bystander Revolution, um, and they, they're an anti-bullying organization, and I'm so proud to be involved with them so that I can share my voice about this specific issue, which I'm really passionate about. Wow. 
Thanks. Wow, Hannah. Again, I have to ask, are you 12? Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Eric, your daughter yeah. is just doing some amazing things. You must be proud. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, from from a very early age, she was always aware of her surroundings, and because of what I do in the music industry, it it was such a great experience to to take her to shows and concerts and events and nonprofit organizations and uh, and benefit shows, and and she was always really keenly interested in it. And um, but with having a dog with Indigo, it. it it, it just seemed to be a nice little blend with her learning experience, but also just having fun, too, because it has to be fun. And um, when she came up with the idea for the blog, I mean, she's exactly right. You know, we, we wanted her to write about something that she was inspired by, something that she was very excited about. Um, and uh, that kind of just led from there. Then it led to um, being on, uh, uh, doing some interviews with the Free the Children organization, and then um, um, getting on We Day, which is their their event um, that they put on throughout North America. And and as long as it was fun and it was easily handleable for her, and you know she still did well in school, then we were all for it. Wow. Well, you know, I know Eric, you're in music and. One of the things this is now this is a totally off question, but you'll see how we bring it all together with both of you. Um, we know you're in music, and we want to know what you think about streaming and artists right now. There's never been a more exciting time to be an artist or to work on the other side of it in the music industry, where the traditional systems and the traditional outlets that we all grew up watching and reading and listening on are still there and they're still extremely important but there's a brand new road that was paved about 10 or 15 years ago that's now really coming to the tipping point and that's that the artists can now go direct to the fans and they still need that team they still need the record label they still need a distribution company they still need a manager they still need really great songs but the ability that everybody is kind of a little bit on an equal playing field um, is extremely exciting to somebody like me who who has been in the industry now for for twenty odd years. As a fan, it's probably the greatest thing that ever happened since the radio, because the ability that for one price or free, if you want to listen to a couple of ads here and there every hour, you can have at your fingertips twenty five to thirty five million songs on each of the different streaming sites, whether they're Spotify, RDO, Pandora, Apple Music, Beats. And that's astounding because we all grew up that if we wanted to watch the Michael Jackson Thriller video, we had to sit and wait on watching MTV and watch it. And somebody else did the programming for us. Now, this generation of, of kids and teenagers and young adults, they've always grown up with the power that they can watch what they want, they can listen to what they want, and they can listen to it however many times they want to. And that's a remarkable thing that's happening, not just in music, but also in books and film as well. Wow. Wow, that's, that's uh, power to the people, Eric. Uh, do you think we'll ever go back to buying music outright? I, I, I think we haven't left. Uh, even though that you think that you're not paying for music, you actually are. You're, somebody down the line is paying for music, whether you watch the YouTube 
uh, video or you're listening to the, the free tier on Pandora or Spotify, and all of those ads are essentially being paid for by companies, just like they were buying advertising on television shows and MTV, uh, it's it just changed a little bit where it may not come out of your pocket, um, but you're paying for it somehow. You're paying for it with your cable bill, you're paying it for your internet bill, uh, and the music industry still gets a piece of that. And I think, you know, as time goes on and people feel more and more comfortable with with paying for music and paying for um, the, the, the accessibility of music, don't forget too, you know, six months after something like um, Netflix came on board, everybody was like, well, why am I going to be able, why, why, why am I going to pay one price for all of this stuff? I want to watch what I want, and I'm going to go down to my local video store and buy it, or I'm going to rent it and take it back, and I'm going to do it on my own time. Well, that changed pretty quickly, and, and I think that that's, that's that culture shift that we're seeing in music as well, where I think it's only a matter of time before the cable companies and the phone companies start to get on board. And we're seeing it now, at least in Canada, and we're seeing it in the States too, where if you connect with AT&T, you get a phone, and then that comes with either spend, uh, uh, Pandora or Spotify. And um, so it, it, it comes neatly with that. Just as like you get a cable bill, and when you buy new channels, it's going to come with Netflix. It's going to come with all sorts of different choices. But eventually down the line, somebody's paying for it. That trickled down to the artists and well-deserved, too. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, we, I hope. We're gonna, yeah, cause we hope to have you guys back on because we just don't have enough in this time to go over this with you. So we will definitely ask you at the show if you'll come back with us. But, you know, I want to know. Yeah, I mean, Eric and Hannah. You both do so well in social media. Do you share secrets in social media with each with each other? I'm just curious. <laughs> uh, secrets, like like in terms of like not not in not in people, but we one one of the greatest things of of having Hannah do social media is that we tell her all the good that comes with social media because there's a lot of good that social media can do. We also tell her about the bad. And we tell her about trolls, and we tell her about bullying online, and we tell her about insults. Because I've gone through that. My friends have gone through that, and my colleagues have gone through that. You know, it's getting to the point now where anything you say is up there forever, and somebody can track it down. And I'm not talking like a week later. We're, you know, years later, what you write in high school can easily come back 20 years down the road and haunt you. And Hannah was very, very well aware of that. And because of what I do and because of what my wife Candace does, it, it made it very comfortable to be able to talk to her about this and not just throw her out there to the social media world and have her fend for herself. We're very well aware of what's going on and we monitor things all the time and we make sure that um, that that things go well uh, uh, to the best of our ability. There's no There's no way that we're going to you know, sit back and, and, and not ask questions and not talk to her about certain issues or why people are posting what they do or why certain things are a trending topic. It's a great way to communicate to your child and it's a great way to get them learning about the world that's around us too. Wow. And, and how did you both learn your social media so well? 
uh, trial and error, just like everybody else did. I mean, I, I made mistakes too. You know, I, I I listened for the first little couple of weeks about all the the, the quote unquote all the gurus telling me that I have to go on and I have to engage and I can't talk about sex or religion or or argue with people. And and you you find your you find your comfort zone. You know, you you find your level and I'm of uncomfortableness that you're comfortable with. So I don't talk about things that are a hot-button issue. I don't want to. I'm not the person for that. You want to find out about music news and fun things that I find online and, and sharing things, I'm your person to follow. But, you know, if you want to get into an argument, you just you won't find one from me here um, because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking that bait. Um, and, and I think in the beginning, everybody kind of feels out what, what they're more comfortable with. I just happen to have really great people around me in my community here in Toronto where I have friends who wrote books on social media, and I decided that, well, I'm going to listen to what they have to say, and then I'm going to take the best parts of what they have to say and, and see if it works for me. Really, I'm just here for my own enjoyment. I, it, it, I mean, I'm more surprised than anybody else that I have this many followers or this many readers to the blog or, or on Twitter or, or Facebook. I, I, I'm here just like you are, that you do the same thing if, it, if you have four listeners or if you have 400,000. It doesn't change what you do. You just find what you love to do, and you hope to keep doing it as long as as long as you can and that's all social media is for me and I know that's all social media is for Hannah too you know the ability that she can share what she finds and what she wants is is an amazing amazing power that we take very very seriously in our house wow wow okay wow this is okay we could go all day on this one Um, you know Jay and I both have this question for you. This 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 is the part where we both ask you a question. So Jay, do you have a question that you know, just a free question out there that you know, we'll skip the other question. What question do you have out there for both Hannah and Eric that you know that you want to ask them? Do you guys consider yourselves experts on blogging and social media at this point? Um I think that I'm I'm always learning. There's so much to learn um, about about blogging and about social media. There's always new things that happen on there. You know, I don't think that a lot of people are experts in quotation marks. Experts, quote, expert bloggers or expert social media. Um, I think that there's just that you can explore so much, and that new things just keep coming and coming and coming. That you know, you just no, you just you just have to keep exploring, and you have to be you have to learn about all the new things, and you have and you have to do it. You know, you have to be a, a doer and just go ahead and do it. I would consider myself an expert. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Hey, man. I, 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 I think Hannah is exactly right. Like what, you know, if you try to read a book about how to do Twitter or how to do Facebook or how to do MySpace, you know, by the time that you finish the book, it's already forgotten about. The people are the ones <laughs> that make the rules. The people are the ones who create the demand and the good and the bad. We all have an amazing power in our hands to make social media exactly what you want it to be. Those people who claim that social media brings out the worst in people, it does. But that's the power that we've all given ourselves. And we have a choice with every single tweet and every single post 
Do we want to publish that? Are we getting ready for the answers that we're going to get back to this? And it's a remarkable thing that when you think about what is being posted, do you want to go on and slam these people? Do you want to go on and insult these people? Do you want to go on and bully these people? Or do you want to use social media for good to help spread information, give power to the powerless, give a voice to the people who don't have a voice? That's what I want social media to be. So as long yeah. as I as, as long as I keep thinking that, I, 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 there's really no expertise in that. That's just that's not even being an expert in common sense. I think that that's just being an expert in in life and and knowing how to do this life really well to the best of your ability and to always be kind. Wow. Very good. You, you guys are very skilled. Very skilled, though. Very, very skilled. skilled. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, um, I consider myself pretty skilled in social media, but I also believe that social media is just an extension of what, who you are as a person. It doesn't need, you know, we don't need to be one way online and another way off. I think you should always be yourself. And that's the one thing, Eric and Hannah, I just wanted to acknowledge you both for. But I find that I've talked to Eric, like, on Facebook sometimes, you know, just from time to time, or I've watched Hannah online, and you both are very much, as you're talking now, the same way, and I think people forget that. So I want to ask a, a very, to me, a very important question about family with you both. Being that you both have something that you're involved in, I would like first to know about what does mom do? What does your mom do and your wife do, Eric, <laughs> around this? And has this made your? And my second question is: Has this made your family closer to doing the amazing work you both are doing? Uh, okay. Well, Candice actually um, is is a social media maven in her own right. Um, she's actually working for a number of companies um, doing social media and planning and strategic planning for them. So, so she's right into into what we're doing. I, and I think without her support and her knowledge, none of this would have ever happened. And I'm not talking about just Hannah. Like for myself too. Her and I bounce around ideas about about posts and and things all the time. And I I value her opinion um, more more than anybody else in my world. Um, and it's wonderful not only to have her as as my wife and partner, um, but also somebody that, you know, if she says, no, that's a dumb idea, I'll think about it, and then <laughs> it's likely a dumb idea. Um, but I think it has brought everybody closer together because we get to do this for a living. We get to go to conferences together as a family. We get to go on trips as a family, and um, whether it's Hannah's speaking gigs or or whether it's my shows, we we go as a we we go as a family, and we go as a pretty tight knit family. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's not your average family. You know, there's always a cell phone. You know, within within you know hands reach, the computers are always on. But it it, it it's just another extension of I think of who we are. Um, but we do have that that ability to shut things off, and we do have the ability to say this is blending really really nicely. Um, but let's just all go out and, and go enjoy nature and the environment and let's all go to the zoo and not touch our phones for, for you know, a couple of hours. Wow. Like, Hannah, what, is, what about you, Hannah? Um, well, like like my dad, I mean, my um, my mom really helps me with my vlog so much. You know, my mom my mom is the one who who really helps me find a lot of the inspiration for my blog. And she and she helps me edit it and proofread it, and she does so much of so much um, 
of what I do. She really, she helps me with so much, so I'm really grateful for that. And also, like, again, with I like my dad, I think that the experiences that we've had have definitely brought our family closer together. I mean, like my dad said, we're not, in, we're definitely a unique family, um, but it's a good unique family. I mean, <laughs> what we talk at the dinner table might not be normal, but <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a really good time with each other, and, you know, we get to go to my speeches together and we get and we get to go to my speaking engagements together or a lot of stuff like that or um you know and it just you know we I have a I, we're all kind raising together and kind raising it's kind of like it's kind it's fundraising but being kind and um we're all we're all doing that together and I'm really grateful that I have a family like this that we can do these really special stuff together. You know, I really, really, really thank you um from the bottom of my heart, both of you, because um, you know, family is so important and um we we forget that often, you know. And it, and um, Eric and Hannah, I saw a picture on your blog, Hannah, of you and your mom, and it's real. You know, it's not something fake just from your blog, but of the whole family. And um, Eric, the reason why we wanted to have you and Hannah together on here to show how important and how much Hannah, both you and your dad, can relate to each other and connect because in these days and times, they try to say that children are not connecting with their parents, that they're just into technology. And what I'm seeing is that you have a balance. You both may not think so, but you have a great balance of online and offline uh, relatedness. Like, Hannah, you get to go do things of volunteering and things like that. And, Eric, you're interacting with your family every day and, you know, and showing the love for your wife. That that You both are what we look to make the difference at in the world with, with the U.N. and things like that. It's so simple down to this point. Um, so thank you for being on the show. Um, thank you for representing what we want this show to represent all the time. You know, many people come to us thinking that we're journalists and we're not journalists. We just want to tell people stories and, and really make a difference. That's it. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Thank you. I, actually, before I go, cause, cause, and, and you, you brushed by it, and Hannah was really, really impressed by it. Do you want to tell her in a couple of seconds or a couple of sentences what you actually do for the UN? Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Hannah... <laughs> You're putting us on the spot. So what we do for the UN is that we have projects that um, are under youth and education, and we bring youth to the UN and to make a difference with the UN, but also inter- intergenerationally and intercultural. And so what that looks like is we have a five-pillar effect, Hannah and, and Eric. It's, um, it's something that I came up with, and, and Jay and all of us came together around it, and one is youth and education. The second one is men, women, and family. The third is health and economic viability. The fourth is climate and sustainability. And the fifth is arts, tech, and culture. Without those five pillars, I felt that no one could sustain life on this planet, not even animals. And to appreciate those things that we have. Um, we also have a campaign that we're about to launch, uh, Jay and I and our whole team, uh, with Listen Gifts of Boy, which is um, the We Are uh, Never Alone campaign, which will highlight people around the world and bringing families and cultures together. And there will be music attached to that, Eric, so we may need your help. Um, mm-hmm. and, it's, 
and all the money from that is going to be giving back to the nonprofit organizations that really make a difference, not just the ones that, you know, all the money gets caught up in, uh, you know, bureaucracy. I mean, people who are really out there making a difference like you, Hannah, and um, Eric. So with that said, Eric and Hannah, there's two things that we wanted to let you know, Hannah. We're going to have a write-up about you. We're relaunching a lot of things that Listen Giver to Voice, so we're going to do a write-up about you in this coming week. You are the Listen Giver of the Week, and we are going to look at whatever nonprofit, whether it's your own or whatever, that some of the proceeds from the music that Jay and I are doing will be going back to your nonprofit. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I, I love I love that. Um, and what you do, I'll definitely look more into it. Yes, and we advise you and Eric to connect with um, Chetezcat Martinez, who is a partner with us now, just became one, who's with Earth Guardians. You've heard about him. He's been speaking all over the country about climate and sustainability. We will connect you guys on Twitter and on the rest of our social media together, so maybe you guys can end up doing something together. Okay, Hannah and Eric? Yeah, Great. absolutely. Yep, Kevin. Eric, thank you for you know we don't we so uh, Jay and I so rarely talk about ourselves that we thank you for sharing that because we forget you know um, you you should you should toot your own horn more it's it's great and it's and it's so great to talk to both of you again I'm a big fan of the show and and, and what you do um, and uh, it's it's always so so amazing and so uplifting and so inspirational to talk to you thank you so much same um, same like likewise. Just, so, Jay, did you want to share anything with Hannah before we move on to our next guest or with Eric? Oh, I just I just want to say your uh, blog site is amazing. All the topics on there is amazing. I will be going there. I'll be checking that out. I have a new source of information. I encourage everybody else to uh, check your blog site up. And what is, what is the name of your blog site again, and how do we get there? Uh, callmehannah.ca. And Eric, I what know. Is the I name just of want yours? you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Eric, how do people reach you as well? Uh, they can go to thatericalper.com or they can follow me at uh, on Twitter at thatericalper, and they can also follow Hannah, which is uh, on Twitter, and Hannah's is that Hannah Alper. Okay. Our whole family. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much, and we will be in communication with you. Thanks again, and we hope you have an amazing weekend. You thank too. You. Thank you so much for all your time. Yeah, I appreciate you it. Thank you. Uh-oh. Jay, I am so excited. Oh, yeah. They were, they were amazing. And, um, oh, my God, they were just amazing. I really, really enjoyed them. And I just did something very silly. So one of our <laughs> guests, I just dropped you by mistake. Forgive us. Um. <laughs> Our next guests are Janet Salazar and Constance JT. They happen to be friends of ours that we love. We're partnered with them on any of their endeavors, and we support each other. They've come back on, thank God, because we lost Janet for a minute. So, um, Jay, are you ready to get right into it with them? Let's get the ball rolling. I'm ready. Ready to go. Okay, I'm ready to rock it, too. So, everyone, you know, we have definitely enjoyed having – Hannah and all of them on, and it's, it's been amazing. And right now, we're going to get into our next part of our show, which is with Miss Janet Salazar and Constance J. Peake. Now, you're going to love them because they are high-energy folks. 
Hey, Constance. Hey, Janet. How are you guys? Hello, Gail. Hello, Jay. Hello, listen givers. Hey, hello. And, and, and Janet, do we have you on, too? Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we yes. can. We're so excited to have you both on. You know that, right? And you know that Wonderful. we love you. Love you guys to death. So, you know, Constance and Janet, we hope you don't mind. You know, we give, we say the same thing to all our guests. We're going to get right into the show. But with, if you wouldn't mind answering the questions just accordingly, uh, the answers to the questions accordingly, because we know that you have so much to offer, and we don't want the goodies to get out too fast. Is that okay with Let's you guys? Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. So, Janet and Constance, you're both involved in so much together and have some individual pursuits. As so many of them. And there's conversations about men initiatives under Impact Leadership 21, your permanent rest to the UN, and MVI advisors for consulting on global leadership. Then, Constance, you have more lemons, please. And, Janet, you have work on UN committees. Before we get into the different areas, we want to know we're going to start with you, Janet. We want to know, Janet, how do you balance all of this? <laughs> there is no such thing as balance when it comes to that these things that we're doing, I guess. <laughs> no. Um, well, um, I guess it's a matter of priority for me. It's very hard, to be honest with you. That's why I said right away, you know, you, you can't truly find uh, a balanced balance. I guess what it is is it depends on um, what each person's um, perception is in terms of balance. For me personally, uh, I get that balance, you know, based on uh, the impact that I know each of what I do uh, creates, not just for me personally, for my family, um, you know, my friends and the people I care about, but of course to humankind. Um, but really, it's, it's hard, you know. I, I want to be really uh, upfront with that. It's very hard to to balance things, but... Um, the way I approach it is really that, you know, you live it um, at the moment and you leverage and you take advantage of the time and the moment where you can make the most impact uh, of everything that you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Constance, I have the same question yes. for you. How, how do you balance all of this? I let Janice handle it. <laughs> we, that's kind of like I let Gail handle it. It's kind of the same. That's kind of the same. <laughs> what we do is what we love. Yes. And we love what we do. <laughs> so the, the balance in that, the balance in that is actually, um, it's just, it's a continuous flow of energy. What and I really mean that what, the things that we do, our pursuits, are tied into our passion. It's tied into our love. And sometimes one child gets a little more attention than the others, and it, it's all right. You know, we we turn around and then we make shifts, we make adjustments. We and you constantly have to make those adjustments because sometimes. Child number one is going to need more attention. Sometimes it's child number two, and sometimes child number three is on autopilot. So, as far as balance and, and, and energy, you, you do the best that you can. But the, the core of it is that 
we have a passion for what we do. Oh, well, Jay, that was a good question, Jay, and and I have another one for you, Constance. You know, mm-hmm. um, Jen and Constance, you know, we had you on before speaking about Leadership 21. Constance, this is for you. Please tell us yes. very briefly what impact leadership is. Don't go too heavily into it because we have other questions for you and Janet about that later on. But if you could just, you know, let our audience know briefly what Impact Leadership 21 is. Impact Leadership 21 and a movement for six skills, six tool sets that we feel are critical for today's global leader in a hyperconnected world. Innovation, multiculturalism, passion, attunement, collaboration, and tenacity. And that's Impact Leadership 21. Casey? Got it. Father, uh, I want to have a question that I would like to know. Um, Janet, could you tell us some of the initiatives under Impact Leadership 21? But don't, uh, I'm still, Janet, are you a permit? Rep in the United Nations. What do you love about are. the difference? What, what do you love about the difference you get to making this position worldwide? Okay, which one do you want me to answer first? The United Nations or impact yes. initiatives? So I think I think something got a little confused, Janet. Um, okay. I think what we're saying is, um, tell us some of the initiatives under Impact Leadership Twenty One. But don't go too deeply into it. We have other questions on some of them. We don't want our audience to get all the goodies too quickly. We just want to know what your initiatives are under Impact Leadership 21. Exactly. Okay, yes. So we have three major platforms for Impact Leadership 21. So we have uh, our annual Power of Collaboration Global Summit at the United Nations where we gather uh, high-level leaders from both public and private uh, organizations and industries to uh, uh, be at the United Nations and harness the power of collaboration, you know, to uh, solve uh, issues that are essential to, to everyone and for inclusive economies. That's one. Number two, we have the Impact Leadership Academy, where we have programs, um, you know, again, geared towards uh, emerging leaders and the engagement of men um, through gender coaching programs. And then the third uh, initiative or platform that we have, which is gaining a lot of traction now, is what we call Conversations with Men. This is a pioneering uh, conversation series that we're doing now for industry in the United States, and then we're starting to take uh, overseas as a conversations forum. So these are the three major uh, impact initiatives that we have. Wow. Well, I know Jay has another question for you. Hello? Jay? I think we, I think we may have – just give us one second here. I think we may have lost Jay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna go I'm, right I'm back. Okay. All right. So um, we're on to the next question, Jay, uh, for Janet. Yes. Okay, Janet, um, you are a permanent rep to the United Nations. What do you love about the difference you get to make in this position worldwide? Uh, all right. So, um, well, I love it very much. The fact that I'm permanent means that, you know, I get to 
be able to plan long-term for our organization, uh, which is a foundation for support of the United Nations, alongside the team behind that, and uh, really go out, you know, in full support of what is now, for example, the Sustainable Development Goals, continuing from the Millennium Development Goals. What sets it apart is that, again, you know, that, uh, that entire um, access, to uh, high-level conferences and meetings and sessions at the United Nations that are otherwise not uh, accessible or not even, you know, offered to other uh, representatives uh, at the United Nations. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to be, I hope that you feel free to ask me for more details, but I'm trying to be mindful of what you <laughs> said, that, you know, let's stick to, we stick to yeah, very brief answers and, and, and yeah, to that because you have, uh, obviously, so many other questions, which, uh, of course, we're excited to answer. Yeah, well, we, I, I, Jay, I'm, I'm going to get you in trouble with the ladies. You, you know, you remember when we had that little mix-up? You guys will get a very a good laugh about this. I'm here to go to the boys' room. <laughs> what? I What's said, that? I, I said mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving Jay a hard time because he, when, when we when we got a little confused on the questions, we had to step away to the little boys' room and girls' room. So that's why. Oh, oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it was kind of funny that both of us had to do that. Um, so I know Jay has another question coming up for Constance, Jay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Constance. You, know, you are a yeah. permanent rep to the United Nations. Um, you're in Japan, and I hear that you have given talks in Japan. What was this like, and how did the crowd engage you with this with you on world issues? Well, the uh, talk that I gave in Japan was behind conversations with men. Is our first uh, launch globally of the platform, and that was last September. They, Japan is going through some real issues right now, and the issue is getting more women engaged in the workforce. Um, the Prime Minister, Shinzo Abe, has stated that women are the key for Japan's future. They have an aging workforce, they have low birth rates, and they don't have really enough people, male or female, in the pipeline to fill the job. So the big push is to have more women in the workplace. And uh, he calls it womenomics. So I was over there to, to speak on how to incorporate women in the workspace. Their view is that if you just put the women there, everything will be fine. And that's not the case. Um, wow. In some ways, it's almost like what we experience here with affirmative action. There was a view that, oh, if you just put more bodies in this space uh, of to make it diverse, that that will solve the problem. No, that doesn't solve the problem. It gives you some tools and, and some ammunition to, to to deal with it, but it doesn't solve it. You have to train. You have to make up for the absence of experience, the absence of training and, and, and real-time engagement that has been denied all these years. So that was what I went over to speak about. And it was a little bit lost on some of the people that 
had not had any international experience, had not gone outside of Japan. But for those that had been educated um, abroad, they were very welcoming of the message and they understood because they had been outside of Japan and seen what it's like to have a more integrated society. So I'll be going back to Tokyo shortly and following up on that talk. Wow. I got wow. a tear in my eye. Wow. Wow. And, and, and Constance, will, Jay and I will come back to if there's enough time in the show as to why Jay and I are so, like, on that one. Um, so, you know, Oh, wow. I, I can't even get my words out right now after that one. Come on, um, come on. Get it together. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really, it's really powerful what you just said. You know. Um, yes. Yeah, it is. Jay and I have some thoughts on that. Janet, Constance, you have an initiative with Conversations with Men series. Janet, would you share why you started Conversations with Men and what it is? Oh, this is my favorite. Okay, thank you for asking that question, Gail. <laughs> this is my favorite among um, all the initiatives that we're doing at Impact Leadership 21 simply because, uh, you know, of the, 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 the reason why we started it, as, as you asked, is that pretty much the engagement of men in accelerating women's leadership at the top level and then achieving that gender balance you know, at that decision-making table is the missing link of all these things. I mean, we've been talking, women have been talking amongst themselves for 30, 40 years now, and the needle is hardly moving. And then we really start hard after we launched uh, that first uh, Impact Leadership 21 Summit, and we had about, uh, I think, 85, 90% women. And then I said, you know, this couldn't be just another, um, you know, women's conference or women's summit. There's got to be something more. And then we really pondered and, um, you know, we realized based on researchers, based on um, numbers and, and, and just common sense, I believe, that we need to engage the other gender. We need to engage men because the fact is that they are still, they still hold the majority of the share of the pie, like I always say. They still make, you know, the biggest decisions in both public and private and businesses, et cetera. And how do you harness that? How do you leverage that? You know, you engage them. They need to see and they need to to um, uh, give value to what women bring on the table, especially on leadership because that's our focus. And this is why we, you know, we started talking about it, and then we said, you know what, let's just do it and invite men and feature them up there in a panel and talk about why we should engage them and the importance of women being on the top decision-making table. That's how we started. And I even asked our team, you know, Constance and everybody else, our advisors, what will we call this initiative? And then I just said, you know, well, we wanted conversations with men, so why don't we just call it conversations with men? And this is how it started. And fast forward to the present, we have successfully um, hosted nine forums, nine conversations with men, from the United Nations to the New York Times, um, California, and Tokyo last year that Constance was talking about. We partnered with IBM, Microsoft, NASDAQ, and uh, Barclays on this, and a couple of other 
uh, really supportive uh, organizations. Um, so it's 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 getting a lot of traction. Our next stop would be uh, conversations with men in technology, which is going to be at Silicon Valley. That's what we're working on right now, and it's. It's it's getting quite exciting because more and more leaders now are acknowledging the fact that, you know, the missing link really, if we want to move forward with um, accelerating women's leadership at the top level, is really to engage men, especially men in leadership positions. Loving it. Loving it. Okay. Sorry, Jay. I had to just put that in there. Mm-hmm. Constant. What is missing in the workplace for what is what is missing in the workplace for women in your opinion? And tell us about um merriment, please, in your blog. Okay, well the first one, what do I feel uh is missing in the workplace for women? Yes. Is that okay. Communication. Hmm. Number one, communication. So um so much can be resolved, cleared up, rectified, soothed, and salved over if for communication. That's why we have okay. to this platform. And tell us about more lemons, please, you know, your blog. Oh, more lemons, my goodness. Mm. When life gives you lemons, the, the <laughs> thing is, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. So my take on it is more lemons because there's there are things to be transformed from adversity, from from wrong roads, from things that are not so favorable. There's things that, that can be made favorable out of that. And even if it's a situation that can't be made favorable, you can at least make fun of it. <laughs> Ah, may I share like a, a, a a quick story as a part yeah, of the point of things that's not favorable. I remember um, I had a call, a phone call. I picked up, and they said, "Oh, you won a prize," and I said, "Oh, that's great." And they said, "Well, we have uh, all um, housewide uh, carpet cleaning," and um, I said, "Well, I have hardwood floors." And then they said, well, we have um, uh, tickets to a ski lift. And I said, I don't ski. And I said, well, what else do you have? And they said, well, we have one last prize, and it's a 10 free tanning session. And I laughed. I am dark-skinned, black. <laughs> for, for those that don't know me, don't, don't have a picture in front. So when they told me t- 10 free tanning sessions, all I could do was laugh. So, <laughs> what? I'm laughing with I, you. I don't know what, what what color I could possibly be after that, but um, <laughs> the, the, the things that, that come at you and um, you know, the, laugh at it or let it bring you down, or uh, you have a situation that comes at you and you either let it crush you or you let it go off your Back like the water goes off a duck's back. You you have to figure out how you're going to approach your situation and come out of it in a positive spin. So, you know, more more lemons, please. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know, um, we're going to ask you a series of four questions. That's our last four. And would you, uh, uh, Janet and Constance, stay on with us for these last four questions because we are at 501. Is that okay with you? We're here. We're ready. Let's go. Okay. So um, these last, the, the last two of the hour will be just questions that Jay and I have for each of you. And these two questions are questions that we really want to want to know. And, and it's one thing I want to just get off for a second, Jay, and say to the public. So, you know, Constance has shared that she is a woman of color and also that Janet is a woman who is from the Philippines. And the reason why that's very powerful is we're talking about intercultural and we're also talking about women. And they do more work with people around the world than we could ever see. So it is really about they, they work from the premise of the person's character and who they are and not so much focusing on just someone's color, but just who the person is. And I wanted our public to know that, which is why we love the work that they do with Impact Leadership, the Conversations About Men series, and why all of you should also look to them for uh, NVI advisors as well, because they do advise other companies and corporations, and they are two women who can understand um, uh, multicultural diversity in the workplace, and you might want to talk with them about that. So um, I'm going to go on to this next question. My question is for you, Janet. I want you to give us a brief summary of what do you want to be remembered for when you leave this planet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, what do I want to be remembered for when I leave this planet? There's so yeah. many things, so many things, but... Um, Huh. Okay. I wanna be remembered by those who've whose lives I've touched to be someone who've always seen their value and have helped them elevate and unleash their values and use it to really make their impact and realize their impact in this world. I'm a wow. human potential activist. That's what, you know, I'm a self-proclaimed human potential activist because this is what I really love doing. It it shows in everything that I do. Uh, you know, I I always, my principle is to always focus on what that other person's worth and value it as a person and what they can they can contribute. Not really focus on the other negative sides or weaknesses because we are human beings and we tend to have a lot of these things. We fall, I fall, everybody falls. But the real real thing is that you know when you have to, for me personally when I deal with people with our team, even with volunteers and interns, you know I, I see that potential and I concentrate on that and I focus on that and I really make you know people feel that when they are with me, I see their value. I don't necessarily have to tell them that, like literally tell them, but I want to make sure that with with my actions, you know, and how I relate to them, I make them realize that, hey, I see your value, and you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, your your advocate for your value. I'm going to be helping you maximize that value, realize that value. 
Mm. That's how I want to be remembered. Wow. Salama, thank you. Um, Janet, um, I have a kind of the same question. Could you give us a brief summary of what you want to be remembered for when you leave this planet? You mean? You mean constant. You mean constant. Okay. Oh, Constance, I'm, yeah, I mean Constance, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, let me tell you, we get confused all the time. Let me tell you what the difference is between the two of us. Janet has the blonde hair. That's how you tell us apart. Anyway, That's it? Um, what I'm going to be remembered for is touching people's hearts and making people smile. And let me uh, explain where that comes from. My father passed away. Um we're at the funeral, and the uh, pastor asked if uh, there was anybody that wanted to come up and say a few words about uh, Brother Pete. All these people, people I've never seen in my life, stood up, and they lined up. And one by one, we started hearing these stories, and they were like, some of them were missing pieces, some of them we knew, and some just completely came out of left field. We heard from a kid that my father um, knew was getting good grades, and the kid was going to school far away. My father said, well, how are you going to get there? And the kid said, well, I'm going to uh, take the bus down. My father reached into his pocket and pulled out keys to a car, a used car that he bought. My father was also a used car dealer and gave it to the kid with the pink slip and said, do well in school, and he walked home. I'm going to try to tell this story without crying. My father walked two miles home and gave that kid that that car. I knew that my father would get up 5 o'clock in the morning to go grocery shopping. My father did the grocery shopping. I did not know that my father would buy extra groceries for the food pantries in, in the community, and just take the bags and drop them off at the front door of the food pantry and walk away. They knew that this guy in this ugly yellow truck was dropping off stuff, but they didn't even know who my father was until people started talking and his picture was in the paper. And they said, that's the guy. That's the guy that's been donating to us. And people kept telling these stories of how he touched their hearts. And after they finished speaking at his funeral, they all smiled. And that's what I want to be. I want to be the one with every gift that I have to touch somebody's heart and make somebody smile. I'm sorry, Hmm. excuse me. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you've Um, touched my my heart. And you definitely touched, yeah, you touched mine too. And, you know, I can... Wow. Um, I can only tell you that, um, you know, yeah, it's, yeah that would be too long. Um, here, wow. So, Jay, um, my question, uh, our guests got us today, Jay. I think they've got us. Um, my question I'm, I'm, getting, you, I'm getting back together. I got it together. I got it together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a daddy's girl. <laughs> but I'm just I glad there's people like, you, people like you. I'm just glad there's people left like you. That's beautiful. It is. You know? It's very beautiful. And and what I want to ask um, Constance and Janet, you know, Constance and Janet, I think we've known each other now for about two years. And 
one of the things I love is that you keep taking it to the next level and you keep taking it to the next level, keep taking it to the next level, you know, and, and the honesty that you've shared about it, it's, it's very hard to balance all that you do. Um, yeah. what, keeps you, what keeps you both going? Our faith. Coffee gives our, me going. Our, <laughs> 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 like right I now, I have a cup of. I, I yes, I, I earlier I told CJ I'm going to have to make myself a fresh cup of coffee before our call with Jay and Gail. <laughs> No, well, joking, joking aside, yeah, but I meant that literally. Coffee keeps me going. <laughs> but um, on a serious note, um, what keeps us going? Well, for me, um, I, I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm sure that um, that constant shares the same. It's just really that you know that want to to give to give back, just to give, you know, what we have, because I truly believe, again, you know, I'm speaking for myself, I truly believe that um, behind every resource that you get, every opportunity that you get is a reason to help and give back. And many times it's so hard to see that, definitely, you know, it, it sometimes it becomes cliche um, to so many others, but I will never go tired of saying that, I guess, because it's true for me in every every part of me, that I always see every blessing and every opportunity, such as being a representative at the United Nations, to be able to use that and what I get from that, to give it back to others and share that with others. Whatever learning I get from the United Nations, for example, when I attend these high-level meetings, when I interact with other country leaders and uh, ambassadors is that, you know, any knowledge that I gain, I, I, I share that through our efforts, through our uh, projects, through the young emerging leaders that I, I mentor and all these things. And, um, I, you know, I do believe that, yeah, that, that's how, that, that principle that I have, which is to see every opportunity and every blessing and resource as an opportunity. Uh, you know, as a, a, a way to to give back is what keeps me going many times. You know, that sense of responsibility, that's how I would call it. It's a sense of responsibility, a very strong, you know, deep sense of responsibility to, to be a steward, a steward for, for others. And then, of course, remaining inspired. So this is where, you know, knowing that you have people around you who loves you, who believes in you, who have faith in you. Constance, of course, is one of those that are <laughs> loves of my life and my family and um, Ambassador Chowdhury at the United Nations. Um, there's so many others that are that have always been there, even when before we launched Impact Leadership 21. They believe in us. They believe in what we're doing. But most importantly, they believe you know, in, in what we could do. They, they believe in us as people, as a person. For me, they believe in me as a person and, and the worth that 
you know, I have and that I could give to other people. So that's that's where I draw my inspiration, knowing that there are people around me who supports and loves what we're doing. And Gail and Jay, of course, you are one of these people. And I, I really personally wanted to honor you both for that and thank you both for that. Thank Absolutely, you for yes, thank you. Yeah. Like this show that you you know, you have invited us and, and continue to invite us. Uh, to voice, you know, give a voice for us to tell everybody what we're doing and just to simply hopefully touch people's lives by what we're doing. I think it's great. And, again, you know, I thank you both for for, for collaborating with us and being partners with us on these efforts. Wow. 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 (laughs) Thank you. uh, All I can say is thank you. Yes, thank you. We got we, we got to let Constance go, Jay, and then you got you can have your question. <laughs> I'll, I, I, I'll I'll keep it brief. Compared to the last one, I'll keep it brief. Um, there's something greater in this galaxy in this universe than just us. And people around the world have different names for it, but. The point being, I believe that there is a higher power, and that higher power has put into each one of us two things. Number one, they have imbued us with gifts. And the next thing is that, let me put it this way. We've got two purposes on on this planet, and i got a, a video series on YouTube about it. Number one, discover your gifts. Number two, once you discover those gifts, use them. And at each stage of doing that, discovering a gift and then getting to use that gift, people show up. Things happen. And the space and the energy in that propels you to the next one. Let me see what other gifts I have. Let me see what what else I can contribute. That's your purpose in life. Find your gifts, use them. Use them to the benefit of others, for the good of others, for the betterment of this world. So that's what keeps me going because as soon as I discover one thing and that takes off, I'm ready to find out something else. What else can I do? How else can I make a difference? How else can I change things? So that's my motivation. That's my inspiration. That's what keeps me going. And Janet. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just in awe, you know, I, I like to say, Gail, you, Gail, Constant, and Janet, y'all, you guys are amazing. I was raised by 12 aunties, and my question is just from a man's standpoint to you three, how far have women come to become on a level, equal plane globally? And do you see, where are we going in the future? Do you see a bright future where we all can be one? You know, Japan, you talked about Japan and the other countries, where it's not quite, quite, quite all the way there. So I just wanted to know, you guys are working so hard, the Philippines, Japan, where are we? Dale, too, where are we? And I just want to know that. Well, I'm going to wait till they finish, and then I'll, I'll chime in. Okay, well, we're going all over. Oh, also, um, well, we've got some other things going on, and we're ha- going to have projects in Liberia, in Burkina Ooh. Faso. Yeah. And and Cameroon. So we're gonna to have to have another show and talk about that. But 
what we see is that we are contributing to to the drops in the bucket. Uh, I had said at the um, second part of collaboration that what we do is a drop in the water, but together we're a raging river. So we're contributing our drops to be that raging river. Is it going to happen in our lifetime? Who Who's to say? I mean, could you imagine going back 50 years ago and saying, hey, what if we had a black president? And ask, asking that question, do, do you see that happening? Could you imagine the answer in the lifetime? Mm-hmm. Do you imagine somebody being on the moon? Do you imagine uh, cars that drive themselves and cars that turn into planes? Wow. What would your answers have been then? Not in my lifetime. So who's to say? Right. Who JC? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. JC Salazar. Uh, do we still hear Janet? Still? I don't, she might yeah. not be able to hear me. Okay. Janet, are you there? Hello? We still have her. Hello? Here, um, yes, Janet. Yeah, I think I lost you. Yeah. Can yeah. you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Okay. I think I lost you there. Okay, Jay, can well, you share the question with, Jay, uh, with Janet yes, again? Yes, I can. With the state of the world today, how far have women come to being on an equal equal with their counterpart, with, the, with men, to where we can all be leaders and we can all be one human race? How far have we come? Um, to honor what has been done by those who have come before us, you know, um, with with the two waves of of uh, equality and feminism, um, I want to say that of course, uh, you know we've we've come a long way. That I could say, but we're very 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 far from really achieving uh, what is a, a desirable uh, equality and a playing field uh, for women. You know, in 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 any aspect of leadership, in any uh, sector, pretty much, whether public or private, in our society. So that's uh, I'm talking about globally. It's still a long, 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 long way for us to go in that leveling the playing field for women, and then um, of course, you know, letting men see to value women and just plain having equality. It's still a long um, journey for us. But again, like I said, to honor what we have been doing, and even if um, I thought I heard uh, Constance say something about uh, a drop in the bucket that we're doing. So even to to honor those uh, drops in the bucket that everybody's doing collectively. We've come a long way, but I I am very very um, uh, I want to be straightforward and say that we still have a long way to go. Hmm. Well, um, one of the things I would like to say myself, and I mean this is something that um, I'm sharing with Jay. He asked me as well. You know, um, I feel blessed, and and, and a lot of people, you know. That's why we enjoy having the guests that we have because we know that they're authentic when they're speaking. 
um, I feel blessed to know all of the people that I have come to meet in my lifetime. And that means Janet, that means Jay, that means Constance. Um, the one of the things that I'm grateful for is I feel that a little bit of what Jay and all of you said, we have come very far, but we still have a long way to get to. But I always say that in order for you to go to the next level, you have to be grateful for what you have accomplished, what is being accomplished, Absolutely. and the next direction that you're going in. Um, I had the blessing of being mentored by Barry White, uh, the singer. And sure you uh, you're Year, year, <laughs> years before he passed. And it was he used to talk in third person, and no one understood him. And if people came up to him for an autograph, he would often say, I'm just a man who has a talent. I get paid some more than you, and I'm on a stage, but please don't ask me for me to write my name down on a piece of paper. It means nothing. And people would be offended by that. And I would ask him why. He said, because, Gail, I'm a human being just like you are, and if you cut me, I'm going to bleed just like you are. And he was a bit rough, you know, he was very direct, loved to dress well, but very direct with people. And I used to love that. And and um, another person that, and, and it's not about name dropping, but these are people who've meant a lot in some of the things they've said. Former President Clinton, I watched him at the Clinton Global Initiatives one day. People were just running up to him and he said, I'm just a man. We've got to get on with this. There are other people here that came to be here to make a difference. And that reminded me that we're all human beings. Okay, and if we just remember that we're human beings, we'll get further. Because each one of us on this show here make a dif- makes a difference in our own way. We don't make a difference the same way. And so when we have like Hannah and Eric that were on earlier, for me they epitomize what I would love to see family doing. And when I see people like Janet and um, Janet and Constance, they epitomize what I think that two women can accomplish doing anything they want and bringing them together in partnership, which is what I often say. Um, and when I see people like Jay, who is my partner and we're partners in a multitude of things with our other partners, it makes me realize that the, the world is still a better place, that no matter what, that is through relationship, that you build relationship with each person you come into contact with, that we're all responsible for making this a better place to live on this planet, and we're all responsible not for keep building youth up and telling them the future, but keep intergenerational communication open and alive as to what Janet and Constance do in impact. And the the work that Jay does with children and making sure that they have instruments, the work I do with children and making sure they have music available in the schools, and Jay and I try to keep that available, not just for the kids here. Um, so that's one thing. My last thing I just want to say is this. I hear all of these things about how, you know, we need to deal with poverty all over the place. Poverty is dealt with upon each upon each locale. If you go to Senegal, it's not that much poverty because they've always been entrepreneurs. If you come here to this country, there are people in Midwest and even here in New York and New Jersey, the homeless are lining the streets in Union Square because the rents are getting so high or the mortgages are getting so high, the people who are making 100000 or 50000 or 75000 cannot even afford to live. So for me, um, poverty is, is not exclusive just to one area or least developed country. It is across the board for everyone. Because we have to live. It's not about surviving, it's about living. So in those areas, I think unless we pull together because men and women, girls and boys are needed and 
um, and not look at it just in those genders, but also transgender, uh, and stop labeling people who are gay as gay. They're human beings. They're men. They're women, okay? Their lifestyle is not a lifestyle. That is who they are. Until we can get to those points of just J is J, um, Constance or or uh, Janet or Gail is just who they are, or Elisa Camelhort who was on with us yesterday. It's just people. We look at each other as people. We do celebrate cultures from different countries, but people are just people. They're not labeled that they're gay or they're straight or they're transgender or they're a girl or they're a boy. That's when I think we will have made some real progress, not just because the Supreme Court says, oh, now it's okay to get married. Or, you know, it's okay that you hire someone because of their color, they're Chinese, Asian, or black. That's when I will see, and I, and I pray in my lifetime that I will see that, that people are just people. And that if we don't get along, we just don't get along because we're, we're just people, or we do get along because we get along. So that's my answer, Jay. Wow. And those are all good, good answers. So we have, we're still climbing the mountain, but we will. I hope, I hope Constance, we'll see that in my lifetime, just like we've seen change in America. I hope so, because like I said, I was raised by 12 aunties, and without a dad, really there. So I know, I know it's important for women to have a special place in society, and they we need to, we need to, that need to be uh, shouted out from the mountaintops, Mount Everest. You know, and I'm so proud of you guys. I mean, you guys are wonderful, and it's great to know that you guys are out there fighting. Yeah, I hope you're really in my lifetime as well. So with that said, we want to really thank you, Janet and and Constance, for being on the show with us, for being partners with us, and allowing us to be partners with you. Thank you both. Thank you so much. Salamat. All right, well, um, we will have you on again before the end of the year so we can get into climate and women and all that stuff again. And thank you, everyone, and thank you to the Listen Give audience. Jay, thank you, and we uh, will go out with I Want Your Number by Pat and Leather, everyone. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.